The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, that's a beauty of spring training. Come here. <clears throat> get ready and, and go out there and perform, and then we'll make decisions. But uh, I think everybody's aware of where we at. We got Lucas, you know, who I, I do believe, you know, uh, he's a guy that uh, with a few adjustments and obviously a new organization, he can bounce back. Uh, Bayo, he did an outstanding job last year with us. Cutter did the same thing. Nick finished strong during the season, and then we got the kids, or they're not kids anymore. So. Uh, you know, we got Wade and Tanner. <clears throat> we got Winkowski. Uh, we got a few guys that, uh, you know, they were in the minor leagues last year that have a chance to, to, to grab one of these spots. But I think it's too early, actually, to, to start, like, naming guys in the rotation. Uh, we're a work in progress, and uh, we'll take it as it is and, and work hard. Does it bother you to go into the season with only a one-year contract? No, not at all. Um, like I've been saying all along, you know, uh, this is what we add, and uh, whatever happens in the future, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be a family decision. You know, uh, I'm glad that I'm here. This uh, organization gave me a chance to, to become a big league manager in, in the fall of 2017. And then, you know, which is more surprisingly, and, you know, I, I take it by heart, you know, after the suspension, they gave me a chance to come back right after that, you know, and uh, I appreciate that. Um, I never thought I was going to be back managing as soon as uh, I did after the, the mistake that I make. <clears throat> and for that, you know, we appreciate that. Um, I mean, Angelica talked about it the other day with Alex. You know, this is family for us. We love it in Boston, but at the same time, we understand as a family how it works. It's a business. At the same time, we're very happy where we at. You know, uh, you know we, we have one of the best off season that I had in, in a while. You know, we travel a lot. The kids are playing soccer. 
they're playing baseball. I actually coached their team for a little bit there. So, uh, you know, um, I, to answer your question straightforward, no, it doesn't bother me. Does it feel different showing up here with that contract? Nope. Not at all. Nope. Base running mistakes and uh, fundamentals on the Little League squad relative to, did you find them to be more coachable? <laughs> and bad umpiring too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, honestly, it, it was a good experience. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the manager of the team, they, he asked me to do it. I was in between because I wanted to be a dad and, and cheer them on and all that, but <clears throat> the kids agreed to it and uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, it put everything in perspective where we at in, in youth baseball, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, the teaching of fundamentals and all of that, it's, it's not great right now at that level. Uh, I think there's a lot about winning and it's only six, you know, so, uh, but from my end, it was uh, refreshing. It was a good learning experience. Uh, the parents, I think, are the ones that make it hard uh, at that level. And at one point, I actually told the family, I can't wait to get to Fort Myers and manage the big leaguers because this is really tough. Um, so on the subject of like you know fundament of fundamentals and uh, coaching, you know the finer points of the game. Um, there was a lot of emphasis on upgrading the defense over the offseason. Uh, the personnel hasn't necessarily changed, uh, you know, has, has changed some. Like, uh, where, where do you see yourselves defensively? I think the shortstop makes the whole difference here. Uh, you know, last year, if he would have played 20 more games, he probably wins a platinum, whatever they call it, right? Uh, he was uh, eight defensive run saves in a handful of games. Uh, the, and not only on the field, but the mindset, you know, the way he goes about his business. I think it's going to rub the people uh, around him the right way. He's going to make Rafi better there. Obviously, you know, in, at second base, <clears throat> we're going to get, give uh, you know Vaughn a chance to to run away with the with the position. And I, I do believe, athletic-wise, he's capable of doing it. Now we got to get him up to speed, you know, with uh, everything that goes on in that position. And Tristan, I, I do believe he played well at first base in the second part of the season. The first part of the season, he wasn't great. Uh, in the outfield, um, we'll see where we where we at. You know, uh, it's not a given where who's going to play out there, but we have a pretty good idea. We're going to be probably more athletic, more dynamic. Now we're going to make plays and make good decisions. But uh, it's, it's hard work. I think I've been talking about defense <clears throat> on this bench since 2018. At, at the end of the day, at this level, you pitch, you play good defense, you, you get a chance to win ball games. And if you look at our season last year, uh, we didn't pitch, we didn't play good defense, we put ourselves in a bad spot. And from August 15th on, we suck, right? We were eight games over 500 going into, um, after the Yankee series when Jaron got hurt. And after that, we were 12 and 22, I think it was. And uh, it went down. Uh, so, you know, obviously, I'm not proud of what we did defensively. Decision-making was awful. So we just got to get better. Alex, you, at this very spot last year, talked about fundamentals, and you said that it kind of goes back to amateur baseball and what's being taught. So the question I have for you is, what did you do last spring, and what will you do this spring specifically? To And I'm not talking about defense, like catching the ball. I'm talking about fundamentals in terms of where you throw the ball, running, going from first to third, and all that kind of stuff. Is that stuff you say in meetings, or are there a specific drills? 
Yeah, I think there's a notion out there that I'm not getting these guys to get better. You know, uh, I heard it last year, and that's not the case. You know, like yeah, I actually play, notion, I actually play playing the alumni game. I can tell you from my experience. In one inning, I learned that guys are not aware of the game. You know, I was playing with the second baseman that we men at first. I was, I'm 48. I haven't played since 2012, and I know with men at first. Whenever they give the sign, you look at your partner and you give him a sign that who has to cover. I did it five times in a row, and the second baseman never looked at me. And he just signed professional baseball. You know, this is Miami. This is on Saturday. You know, before the first pitch, you know, it's a tough sky. I turn around. I say, hey, let me know. And nobody gave me the sign. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know, so I'm glad that I play in the game because that tells me where we at mentally, baseball-wise, you know. And this is, you know, we can go back to youth baseball, perfect games, showcase baseball. This is where we at. We got to teach these guys the game, you know. And sometimes it's very hard to break habits, you know. Sometimes it takes one month, sometimes a year, sometimes three years, sometimes a career, right? So we're doing everything possible to, to get better. Uh, you know, it's a different personnel, you know. Uh, we have to make tough decisions coaching-wise from last year. Bush is not here. Carlos is not here. You know, and as a coaching staff, we have to challenge ourselves to make these guys better. But at the end of the day, you know, we, can, we cannot get into them, right? They, they, they have to make decisions on the field that we're going to be more aggressive working here and doing things up to speed with the game. Yeah, we will. We'll change a few things. But at the end of the day, it's up to the player. If you were missed, did you share this with Coach Arriaga? And Lass and Fenster, yeah, yeah. They know. Yeah, yeah. I let him know. Alex, you do not have uh, a DH, per se. Uh, Craig has said he does not intend to have a full-time DH, but who do you see getting the majority of those at-bats? Masa, yeah. Yoshida, yeah. And, like, what does that translate into at-bats or games for you? Um, not, not really sure, but, you know, if, if I'm not saying he's the DH, but he will get, you know, out of the group, he'll get the most at-bats in that position. How are you working with Fresno? Good, good. I mean, we're getting to know each other. It's been, what, three months, four months, you know? Uh, I've been through this path before, right? Working with somebody new. And, uh, you know, I think we've done some good things as far as, like, uh, getting more pitching. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy and uh, excited about where we're at with our pitching group, you know, um, the, the details. Uh, the information, the way we're going about our business. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been good so far. Obviously, there's a group out there. You know, we got Jaron, we got Abreu, we got uh, Ref, we got uh, O'Neill. You know, those, those guys are capable of, of doing that. We got Rafaela. We'll see what happens in spring training. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be dynamic. We're going to be more athletic in the outfield, and hopefully that translates in, into wins. Of that group, do you see somebody being more likely to be the center fielder? Um, I do believe if, if Rafaela makes a team, he's, he's, he's going to play center field. Right. And if he doesn't, is Durant? Then we'll go from there, and somebody, somebody will win his job during spring training. What do you, obviously, the offense has been the inconsistency and sort of the swings, the swing decisions have been <clears> a big thing for him. Like, what, what do you want to see? What does he have to do to make the team? Um, Honestly, you know, uh, he had a good off season. Uh, he, he was in Tampa the last month working, working, you know, his body with his swing and all that stuff. 
Uh, it's just a matter of how we feel about it. You know, uh, we know the, uh, the the defensive game is elite and it's a game changer. And you have seen throughout the years, right? Organizations had made efforts of improving the defense and taking the at-bats, right? The Phillies did it last year. I think Toronto did it last year too. So uh, we'll sit down as a group towards the end and, and decide what we want. You know, if we're comfortable with the kid playing center field, understanding that, you know, there's going to be struggles at the big league level in, 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 in the offensive part of it, then we'll go that way. If we feel that he needs to go uh, to, to, to the minor leagues and keep getting better and keep improving, we'll do that too. What are your expectations for this year's ball club? Are you thinking postseason? Do you have something in mind? Yeah, I'll play more than 170 games. Uh, so how do you view the um, obviously right-handed power at Fenway is a is a huge thing. Um, outside of story, it seems like you guys in O'Neill, you know, you guys might be lacking. How do you how do you view that spot? I mean, that's something we talk about it, but it hasn't happened, right? Uh, we still got a, a few weeks before opening day, right? Uh, in 2018, we were lacking the same thing, and two weeks into the spring training, boom, that happened, right? So, uh, you know, these people are working hard, uh, trying to, to trade for people, sign people, uh, you name it, they, they, they done it. You know, it's not lack of work, you know, it just hasn't happened. So, uh, we know where we at offensively, we know we're very left-handed. But at the same time, the left-handed hitters that we have, they're really good too. Obviously, you know, um, we ran into trouble with certain teams last year, especially when they had three lefties out of the bullpen. They can mix and match from the fifth inning on. And the guys that we have, we're not going to pinch hit for them. You know, they're going to hit. So uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, Tyler should be okay. Trevor, hopefully, you know, after a, a, a healthy offseason, uh, it feels like he's in a good, uh, good spot. You see him, I think he, he looks stronger. He's in a, he, he worked hard on a few things offensively, so that's where we're at right now. So I'm comfortable with it because our lefties are really good. Alex, on that note, with what they do upstairs, I mean, would you call it surprising maybe at this point, you know, in February with the amount of talent still out there on the free agent market? Um, I think that's where we're at as a business, right? Uh, it's not only us, you know, it's, it's 20, well, 26 or 27 other teams out there that, you know, if you look at what they've done, what have they done, right? And uh, as an industry, there's another topic, you know, we got, we got a lot of days here, we can talk about it, you know, it's been very slow. Um, it hasn't been fun, you know, as a baseball fan, right? You, you like news and uh, the lack of news this off season, um, is it good for this sport? No, it's not, you know, it's, it's boring to be honest with you. But like I said, it's, uh, it's where we add business wise. Uh, right now, you know, there's a guy in the West Coast that he's uh, controlling the market, right? And uh, he's been really good at what he does throughout the years. And uh, at one point, news are going to come out, guys are going to sign. And uh, I think there's going to be 30 teams in opening day with 26 players. And uh, we're going to be fighting for the same thing. Talked so to Andrew Bailey yesterday. He, he thinks the talent and the depth of the pitching staff can surprise some people. He said, thinks you guys can finish in the top half of the league. Do you, you see it that way? Um, I saw it last year, and we took a few steps back. So talent-wise, we're really good. You know, um, Tanner and Garrett and Crawford and Bayo. And, you know, you, 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 we've been talking about these guys for three or four years, right? Now it's a matter of uh, taking that step forward, right? And uh, we've been challenging challenging them, you know, during the off season to be better. Uh, a lot of guys were very specific in what they needed to work. And uh, so far, 
everything I've been getting from, from the pitching side of it has been positive, but it's uh, February 13th. How close to the finished product is the roster right now in your mind? Um, honestly, close but not close, right? Uh, it's only February 13th and a lot of things can happen before opening day. But uh, position player-wise, it's very simple. You know, if you look at who we have and, and uh, the guys that are going to be on the infield and behind the plate, you know, there's probably a few people here that, you know, they can make a case to make the opening day roster. But, uh, you know, the pitching part of it is the one that we have to make decisions, right? Uh, we're going to be flexible. How many lefties are we going to take? Uh, all the questions that you guys are going to ask in the upcoming weeks, you know, uh, you know we don't know yet. So uh, we just got to be patient with the process. Uh, keep getting better and, and, and see what we got. You know, that's, uh, there's a few decisions that we have to make, right, uh, roster-wise, as far as, like, guys with no options, uh, rule five guys, you know, all that stuff that uh, is, is, is fun for you guys to talk about it, but it's tough for us to make decisions, right? And uh, that's, uh, that's, that's on us to, to decide. And like I said, when we go to Seattle, we're going to have 26 guys, and we're going to be fighting for our World Series title, and hopefully we can accomplish that. Um, like I said, you know, we still got a few weeks to go and, um, you know, it's, it's not over. Um, I'm glad that he's here. You know, there's a guy that I do believe if we can make the adjustments that we, we envision, he's going to get back to who he was. Alex, we always talk about guys' off-season programs and workouts. What was your off-season? It was a great off-season. Um, last year was a tough one on me. Uh, i got to be honest with you. You know, the season took a toll on me, uh, you know, mentally, uh, you know, physically, uh, it was tough. It was tough. And, you know, uh, I decided, actually, it was around September. And it started, uh, I got inducted in the Puerto Rican Hall of Fame, uh, uh, Sports Hall of Fame. So when I look at myself in September, I'm like, bro, you better get going because there's going to be a lot of pictures of you in this ceremony. So I started this, uh, this program, started eating healthier, whatever. And then from there, it took off. Uh, Angelica and my brother-in-law and a few other people that we know, uh, they're gonna run the, the marathon. So they started training and I started being like that support guy, right? I, I was supporting them, but it became very competitive, you know, like she was actually kicking my ass while we were running. So I decided, okay, you're gonna take it that to that level, I'm gonna take it to that level. But uh, all joking aside, I promised myself this year that, uh, you know, uh, Let's get back to the family. Let's do some cool things, you know. We went to New Hampshire with the kids, and they ski. We went to Costa Rica. We did the whole thing. We were just in Miami. So, um, you know, reset, recharge, re-energize, and attack the season the right way. That's the way I see it. Are you running? What's, what's we're running. Yeah, I'm running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this morning I got up, I ran four. So, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm honestly, you know, all joking aside, whatever, I felt awful physically last year. I felt awful you know, uh, health-wise, in a sense, you know, energy-wise, it was, it was bad. It was bad, and uh, I cannot let a game dictate who I am as a person or what I have to do, you know, so um, I feel real good. Well, that's, you know, you're, in, you're a Liverpool fan, right? Like, you, you surely watched, like, Klopp saying what he did about stepping away. Um, where, where do you see yourself at in terms of, like, longevity as a manager? I'm not going to manage 10 more years, I tell you that. Uh, I, I don't see myself being like Tito or Tony, you know. Uh, I got two boys, I got a, 
I got a daughter that, you know, she's a junior in college, so there's more, 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 more in life than, than baseball, to be honest with you. You know, this is a, a tough business. And I mentioned it three years ago. I read Guardiola's uh, book, you know, and he said that when you spend more than five or six years in one place, it can take a toll on you. And I think I got hit last year with that, you know. I'm glad that I recognize that, and I think the pictures and the videos, they recognize that. And a conversation with my mom, who actually was very honest when I got back home. She crushed me, you know, she crushed me. And the last conversation we had before I got on the plane, she said, you look great. I'm like, oh, thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. But uh, it's not easy, man, like dealing with the media, dealing with players, the front office, the pressure of uh, winning. It, it's, not, it's not easy, you know. It should be fun, and sometimes it's not, you know. And uh, obviously in his situation, he decided to, to step away after this season. Obviously, there's probably more on that, you know. Uh, but he made that decision. Uh, with me, uh, like I said, I, I don't see myself managing 10 years, you know. Uh, I, I envision myself doing other stuff uh, in the game, with the family, back home in Puerto Rico. So that's where we at. But like I said, I, I don't want this season to be about me. You know, this is about the Boston Red Sox and how we need to bounce back to be better to play in October. Obviously, it's something that is going to come up through the season, and I respect that, but I really don't want to talk too much about it because this is where I am. I love it here. I appreciate everything that this organization has done with me and my family. Uh, like I said, you know, a few years ago, when Camila was uh, five, in 2007, 2008, they treated Camila the same way they treated my boys, and that's a testament of who we are as an organization. It's family first, they love uh, you know, to take care of us, and we appreciate that. Would you still Alex. like to be here, Bjorn? Would you still like to be here? I don't want to talk about that now, you know? Yeah. When you look at your 2019, uh, you started on the West Coast, it did not go well. <laughs> uh, you're starting there this year, same three cities. Um, do you do you have anything? Did you learn something? Yeah, I think the schedule change here. We're gonna play more night games towards the end. Uh, I think the last out of the last ten games, we're gonna play probably seven night games. Uh, we got the Texas game, but that's that's always tough. But uh, you know, I think working out later is, is gonna help us. Is it perfect? It's not perfect. We know that, but that's what the schedule says, and uh, we we gotta go to Seattle and actually play better than in 2019. When you look at time, the time was uh, is one thing, but was there anything in terms of how you prepared, in terms of what you focused on that you would like to do different this time? Um, if, I, if I recall that series, especially the one in Oakland, when Mookie and Jackie, they let a fly ball drop in between them. I don't know, I just, you know, like, is hard because you spend a month and a half here waking up at six in the morning and then you got to go to the west coast and and your internal clock is a, is a mess you know and uh hopefully playing later is going to help us out um you know at the end of the day you know it's a different group uh coming from a different off season that was a that was a good one and a long one and uh you know, hopefully now that, you know, we learn from that, we can we can play better. Is there anything about your lineup that you're sure of at this point? Like you want to separate certain guys or how do you kind of envision the lineup? No, I think it's too early for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
obviously I know what you're referring to, trying to split up Rafi and Casas, but uh, you know I think right now we we have to we have to wait and see. And just of the guys who are here, any injuries or guys going slow? So far everything's good. Yeah, so far so good. Late arrivals. Um, I don't know. I, I think Kenley is the only one. He was flying in. He was flying in today, so he'll come in do his physical. But he's not here right now. Alex, there were multiple reports during the offseason about like you know Kenley being involved in trade rumors. Uh, there was one recently. Uh, Jaron was involved in one recently. Do you address that with them, or did they ask you about you know their name coming up? I think rumors are rumors, right? Uh, it's baseball, and it happens in sports anyway. So uh, they're professionals. They understand that. Uh, 85, 90% of the rumors out there didn't come true, right? But 10% they did. But uh, I do believe they understand how it works, you know? And uh, when you are part of the rumor, that means that you're a good big league player. So yeah, that's the way I see it. In terms of roster building, like is it at this point of the year, if you acquire a pitcher, you acquire a position player, is it easier for a pitcher to kind of get up to speed quicker? Or do they need more time getting rapport with a catcher? Or is it easier for a position player to just kind of plug and play? Like, at this, at this point in the season. I do believe if, if, if that's the case, the hitter has the advantage, right? I mean, all depends when you come in as a pitcher. Sure. Alex, how do you feel about the whole Netflix thing? And are you worried about distractions and having cameras following you everywhere? The way I put it to, to the coaches, to the players, to everybody that's involved, embrace it because they're going to be here, you know? And this is something that it just didn't happen, you know? Uh, we've been talking about this uh, probably it started halfway through the season last year. It started with the players. Uh, some of them are here. Some of them are not, right? But uh, they they wanted to do it. You know, they they felt like it was a good opportunity to show the world how you know this operation works. You know, that sometimes you're gonna feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, you will. But uh, I think they, they do a good job. You know, if you look at their their shows, you know, their sports ones, you know, to, to show the, the real world, you know, how it works, you know, and uh, from my end, um, you know, I, I watch, you know, other shows, you know, in other platforms, you know, uh, and uh, especially the Premier League, and it's been cool. So uh, from my end, I, I talk to them. Uh, these, there are certain times I'm going to say, hey, not today, you know, and uh, give me a chance, but uh, most of the time we're going to be available, and uh, you know, hopefully this is a story of a team that nobody gave a chance to win it and uh, we can hoist that trophy at the end of October and had a great Halloween and uh, when it comes out next year, you know, they can make a lot of money out of it. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus